What's up, everything? Olympics, offer sheets, winter classics, oh my! The NHL has gone absolutely crazy in the last week, and we're here to break it all down. Then we'll talk about the piss-poor Pacific Division, an embarrassment to the game of hockey, but not as much of an embarrassment as those Minnesota jerseys. So let's get started, and let's go Blues! Dan Flash has got a new shirt in today that's $450. What? Because the pattern's so complicated, you idiot! Oh, it costs more because of the pattern. Yeah, and rightfully so! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is Saturday, September eleventh, two thousand twenty-one, um, and you know a significant anniversary. And <laughs> I had almost forgotten. No jokes. No jokes at all. No, obviously, uh, twenty years. Twenty years of our lives. <laughs> that was sixty-six percent of our lives. Yeah. Ago. Like that's that's and that's even more when you think about it because like how conscious were you really for mm. the first like eleven years of your life? That was like our coming of age moment, in right? A way. I'll be. I was just thinking this before we started recording. <laughs> Part of me kind of wishes I was a little older, just mm-hmm. so I could like remember it and take it in. Because at grade at grade five, I was just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And the biggest deal was like we couldn't go outside that yeah. day, and yeah. like. Teachers seemed sad, but I was like, okay. Uh, I didn't have a full right. frame of reference. Yeah, it, yeah, I think that's sure. what it was. Like going back, lots of folks can tell you about like where they were, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. In the, I mean, it was in the morning. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I was like being dropped off at school. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. not told during the day. I know that yeah. much. I didn't know until I got home. But yeah, I mean, I remember the day. I remember elements of the day very distinctly, but I definitely wasn't quite old enough to have this crystal clear memory of it but uh still weird to see that it's been 20 years especially um i don't know it's just that seems like not possible (laughs) uh and so you know obviously our thoughts are with anyone who was affected by it and anyone who has served in the years since or the Mm. years before you didn't have to serve after (laughs) 9-11 for your service to matter but um yeah so you know, with that appropriately memorialized, we will go into our genuine, gen, general goofiness. Um, I feel like the NHL's done a lot in the last year, uh, but you know, or the last month, last week, whatever. <laughs> but you know, what is time? you know, Ian, the two guys one cup podcast has done something pretty significant oh, yeah. in the last week, thanks to. Yours truly, by which I mean you, but I'm pointing to you, but I'm saying yours truly, which yeah. usually means me. But I, thanks to Ian, thanks to <laughs> Ian, did all the work, which uh, turns out doesn't seem lot. like not, not a lot of work. Not a lot but, of work. Uh, why don't you tell us the news, Ian? Yeah, folks, you can now listen to the Two Guys One Cup podcast on Spotify, <laughs> where other great podcasts have been for a millennia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. This one, this one is is bringing up the rear. Yep. Of course, if you don't know that we're on Spotify and you can only listen to podcasts on Spotify, 
you will not hear this now. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never get <laughs> but, it. But uh, if you've been waiting and longing for us to join Spotify, if the only reason that the SoundCloud app is on your phone for some reason is our crappy two-bit podcast, well, folks... Delete it. The day is yours. <laughs> this has been the day you were waiting for. And I just want to take a moment to say, we promised for a long time mm. that we'd get better. And we finally have. Well, we finally In a measurable, <laughs> quantifiable way, we have expanded our platform mm. for all these sick cats listening at home. You sick one of, cats. One of whom tried to kill themselves at Hard Rock Cafe today and failed Hard Rock uh, Stadium, not Hard oh, Rock yeah. Cafe. Um, but uh, yeah, Spotify now. Um, and of course, that's made possible by sponsorship from the fine folks at Dan Flashes, where the patterns are oh so complicated. Visit them at the shops at the creek, uh, you know, because why wouldn't you? That would be a place here. We have fully, well, that's actually where they are. You know? <laughs> that would be a place in St. Louis. We have fully committed to being a, an I Think You Should Leave fan podcast as well. Um, I don't know why, though. I don't. I don't know that I've ever been more vexed as to why I find something funny than most of the skits on that <laughs> podcast. I fear on that show. I fear recommending it to anyone right. because I know that they will not like it. In fact, I've already had that experience to some extent with my own brother, uh, traitor that he is. And um, <laughs> I laugh. I laugh at all the the dick and balls jokes and uh-huh. stuff, and they're good time. But then I'm also like. Is this person going to like that sort of joke? And then are they going to think that's exclusively my sense Here, of humor? Here's the thing that I, I do know for sure. I know the reason that I understand the level of humor and other people don't is because I'm smarter than them. Oh, yeah. I know that that's just a more ascendant form of comedy and anyone who doesn't get it is just a dumb, a dumb, dumb, you know? Just a street um, rat. But uh, that's all I know for sure. The rest of it, though, you know, if it's not your cup of tea, maybe go to college. I don't know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe at a, a, a trade school, perhaps. Yeah. Like, educate yourself, and then you can get on our level. But uh, no, that uh, our little quip in our intro. Uh, spoiler, this time we did the intro ahead of time. Sometimes not this time. <laughs> now that we're a professional Spotify podcast, we had to. <laughs> Otherwise, if we don't do it like that, Spotify's going to kick us off. Yeah. And so exactly. I've been told. <laughs> exactly. Spotify hates us already. They are already just... Looking for an excuse. I think Joe Rogan runs Spotify. That's, I think that's. I think that's the CEO. That's now. correct. He's the CEO, and all the thighs are mice and I read headlines. I'm smart. I watch. I think you should leave. I'm very. Ele- I'm very eloquent. Uh, but yeah, done talking about ourselves for the time being. Let's talk about the the uh, NHL news and the Blues news. Starting with the most heartwarming story of the week, at least until that cat was saved at the stadium, uh, David Backus signing a one-day contract to retire a blue. This is something that I feel I always have, I usually have mixed emotions with where I'm like, okay, but but it's like a ceremonial thing. Like they didn't yeah. play a final game as a blue, so it doesn't <laughs> really count. But in this case, it just feels very right, and I'm glad that the organization did it. Uh, and his letter was very heartwarming, very touching, and uh, emotional for me because I feel like he is a representative to me, even though he's not on the team that won the cup, and even though he's not, he wasn't on the team when we started this podcast. There's still a part of me oh, yeah. where 
he like represents my formative era of blues fandom. And I think whatever you're a fan of, you still have a special spot in your heart for the ones that you grew up. I didn't really grow up rooting for Bacchus. I was, it was similar to that, similar to the age we were just talking about. Like I, I was already kind of grown up, uh, a little older than, you know, a young kid, probably teenage years. But like the first group that I really connected to as a Blues fan and the first time that I just really suffered through a playoff loss and the first trades I cared about and the first time I convinced myself Jamie Langenbrunner was going to put us over the top (laughs) and all that sort of stuff is that he was just like the icon of that era of the team and even though God willing that won't be already hasn't been the most successful era of the team and God willing it won't be the best era of the team in our lifetimes just because I want the team to continue being great. Um, it's still, you know, in the same way that Ray Lankford and, and Mark McGuire feel like special guys for the Cardinals for, you know, me and, and some of those guys that were around in the early 90s when I cared about their mid 90s when I cared about the Cardinals a little earlier than the Blues. Um I just feel a really special connection to Bacchus and, and seeing that photo of him and Steen, I think it was him and Steen and Tarasenko and somebody else, Shady. Shattenkirk, yeah. that got me. That that hit me right in the gut because Shattenkirk's gone and Steen's retired and Bacchus is retired and now we know Tarasenko's probably going to be gone. Um, anyway, uh, it was a touching moment, definitely a, a meaningful one to me. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I think I've said before on the podcast that he's the one blue of you know previous teams that I wish could have been on uh, the team when the Blues won the Cup. Obviously, like Hull and all those old guys for sure. But anyone that like could have been, you know, could have still been here uh, in all actuality to win the Cup. It would have been cool if he was. Uh, you yeah. know, I think he had some quote where he was like, you know, I always said that if I couldn't win the Cup, I would wish the Blues would win the Cup. And he goes, and it's kind of, you know, weird poetry that I had to be on the other team against the Blues yeah, when I won the Cup. I had forgotten. Like, I mean, I, I would have known if I'd thought about it, but I did never really think he about did, it. Did he play any of the games against so. us? I don't think so. Which, in a way, I'm kind of happy. I'm like, see, you didn't, you didn't have to... There was nothing you had could do to, to prevent the Blues from winning the Cup. You know, you, you weren't in the way. You, it was totally fine. <laughs> um yeah, it's it's it was emotional. That last game you played against the Blues uh, this past year was super emotional, and it was really cool to see him back in the he Blues jersey. Four of the Stanley Cup games. Really? He played. By how many minutes? Like two. <laughs> uh, eight fifty, ten oh five, ten twenty one, and nine oh nine. Okay, well at least it was like fourth line minutes where I didn't I didn't notice them at all. But yeah. was what day did we win? It wasn't the third, was it? Twelfth. Okay, so he played the first, I guess, the first four games, and then got benched for the rest of it. Game four really really fucked him over. Like <laughs> They're so. like, it's over for you. Yeah. Um. You're letting your t- old team win. <laughs> we know it, David. We know it. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I think, you know, he's got younger kids. They'll probably stay out in California for a little bit. Why wouldn't you? You're going to retire. Just stay out in Anaheim for a while. But it'll be it'll be interesting. I think he's going to make his way back to St. Louis at some point. And I think they had, like, questions that season ticket holders are able to put in and ask him on the day he announced his retirement. And I think someone asked him about coaching and he said he wasn't going to coach right now because he wanted to be with his kids, but he didn't roll it out in the future. And 
he's definitely one of those guys that seems like he'd be a pretty good like assistant coach or something like that and move his way up um yeah it's i think you're right he's just he is the captain of our like formative years even if when we started watching hockey that was eric brewer but see, when you're indoctrinated <laughs> in the blues in the late 2000s, you already know that everyone hates Eric Brewer. Mm-hmm. You see it You see it uh, on all the message boards. You hear it at the games. You don't understand it, but you know it. <laughs> you're like, hey, that guy got traded for Chris Pronger, but like he didn't want to be. And people are like, we know, we hate him. <laughs> and you're like, all right, me too, I guess. He didn't choose that, though. It's like, we don't care. Hey, he got traded for the pick that became Jordan Bennington. So that's it's, right. It's so all he for the won better. us the cup in another in other words. But yeah, Bacchus almost felt like the de facto captain, like from like two seasons into his his career with the Blues. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that him and the the line he was on with Oshie and him and Steen was like such a dominant two way line. And some of those teams that Bacchus was on were probably more dominant than. Uh, some of the teams we've had in the last four or five years, you know, I mean, the team that won the cup got hot for half a season, but there were seasons with Bacchus, uh, and that whole team where they were good the entire year and won the central division and it wasn't even close. And, you know, it's just too bad that they could never quite get there. And you talked about in the article too, that they, they sort of had their little victory, right? They finally beat Chicago in the first round in 2016. They beat Dallas. They... They got to six games against San Jose. You know, it wasn't the cup win, but they at least had overcome the beast that was, what, the first round? Because <laughs> I think for David, like, what, they made it against L.A., or they made it to the second round against L.A. in 2012, but then they hadn't done it again in his entire career with the Blues until uh, 2016. So, I mean, that's as far as you go with the Blues in your career. At least it was... The furthest you'd ever gone before so yeah you know yep pretty amazing yeah and i think i agree with you i'll be really interested to see whether he um finds a role in the organization eventually i would be kind of surprised if he didn't find some role in in the blues organization at some I, time. I want a full coaching staff of yeah. barrett jackman <laughs> david backus dan high note dan high note <laughs> Who would it be our power play and offensive specialist? They'll bring up Andy McDonald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't Andy McDonald? Doesn't he uh, like hate Ken Hitchcock? Probably. I'm pretty sure I remember like he's like on Twitter. I don't know if he's super active, but he mm-hmm. does tweet. And I remember there were a couple of times where he was just like pissed off about something Hitchcock did. And I was like, man, you were what? He was only there for like two seasons with Hitch, like 20, you know, 11, 12, and then like the shortened 13 season, I think. Um, and he must have really hated that season and a half. <laughs> that must have sucked. Um, but yeah, Andy McDonald's still around here too, right? Every so often they show like Blues alum and he's there. And I'm like, uh-huh. really? Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I just really thought you he'd played, be someone that would just bounce. You played in Anaheim for most of, for half of your career at least. And mm-hmm. you decided, I'm sticking in St. Louis, yeah. baby. That's home for me. He just hates the ocean. He is from Strathroy, Ontario. How... Couldn't you be an Ontario town I've never heard of right? in hockey? You're not from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan or someplace? You sure? Not from Red Deer. Nah, not from of course Kingston. Not. That's not right. from, and they all Hamilton. Not from Oshawa. No. Not from Sault Ste. Marie. Not from <laughs> London. Not from Sarnia. Right? That's in yeah, Quebec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All of them. Uh, yeah. So good for Andy McDonald for sticking around, <laughs> and good for David Backus. <laughs> the moral of the story, good for Andy McDonald. Yeah, good for him for living in Clayton, probably. Probably. Wouldn't you think? Somewhere, Ledoux, maybe. Uh, the NHL, speaking of going places we wouldn't expect you to go, is set to return to the Olympics. Uh, Gary Bettman didn't make the announcement because Gary Bettman is not happy about this. He hates the and Olympics. And I expect, I don't expect, but I'm still nervous. I'm cautiously optimistic that this is for real. Uh, but For real and for true. Yeah, they could find a way to poke holes in it. But for the time being, very exciting. Very exciting. What do you think about the news? Uh, this makes sense and always has and never made sense when they didn't go to the Olympics. Like, I understand from the NHL's perspective that the players are, you know, they're, that's their product. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their product broken where they're not earning money so their product can't earn them more money when mm-hmm. said product returns to them. Um I get that. But at the same time, it's like you have to let the best players in the country at a given sport go play in the Olympics. I've never been a fan of the whole, like, it's got to be, it can't be professional athletes. It has to be only amateurs. And it's like, why? It's supposed to be the best mm-hmm. athlete for that sport or event in your country. And just because <laughs> they do it professionally doesn't take away from that. What? Be, because they do it professionally, that means they get to have trainers and, and dietitians and all that stuff that make them even better, great. Then that still means they're the best. <laughs> I don't ever quite understood any argument against that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped because I don't, I don't think I watched any in 2018. Like, zero. I think I watched none. Of the searches? Yeah. Yeah. Or of what? Where was it? Korea, oh, Korea. Korea. Yeah. yeah, the last one was oh, TJ Sochi. Oh, non, the yeah. non-NHL yeah. hockey. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, the last one where the NHL was there was in Sochi, and like that was the Oshi uh, shootout and everything. That was so effing long ago, mm-hmm. um, and that was exciting. It's I'm pumped. I'm ready. I think they announced groups already, and it's Canada, U.S. I can't remember who the third one is that's with them. Sweden, maybe? That can't be good. But that can't be right. And then the other one's China. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, poor China. Someone was tweeting out, like, it's going to be like a bloodbath. Because apparently their team is, like, not even close to, like, AHL good. No, I'm sure. And they're in a in a group with the this US. It's gonna be and one Canada. of those ninety eight to nothing games and you're just like, yeah. Why wouldn't you stop scoring? <laughs> just... And it's like, Well, it's actually disrespectful to stop scoring and I'm like, Is it? I think they should I think there should be a thing. It's kinda like the snitch, you know. I think if you get to ten if you mm-hmm. get to ten nothing, be like, you know what, that's enough. I think we've had yeah. enough. And just like right when you score the goal, it's like OT, the goalie that got scored on can skate off. Everyone just skates <laughs> off. Be like, all right, that's the game winner, baby. Yep. 10 nothing. Um, I'm just excited, too, that they're going to play. Like, it's an exactly, I think it's 12 hour difference um, in Beijing from like Eastern time. So I guess for us it's 13 hours. So, like, if they play a seven, you know, the evening game over there, it's going to be at uh, 6 a.m. for us or whatever. And that's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Um, some of those afternoon games will suck. You know, that'll be in the middle of the night, but whatever. Um, 
And then I'm just excited to see some of the teams, right? Like you're going to have Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid on the same team. Uh, the U.S. team is going to be pretty freaking awesome with all those Hughes brothers and the Kachucks. Man. And like, who else is on there? I'm trying. I'm like Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. Jack Eichel. Patrick Kane. That he's ever allowed to have a surgery. Man, God, man. if Jack Eichel misses the Olympics because of the friggin' Sabers, I'll be pissed. Oh my God, do it for America. Whatever <laughs> your friggin' Kevin. Come on, Eichel. I'm gonna write a, a, a special uh, a special tweet to Eichel, and he's gonna have to read it. Just get the surgery. Just void the contract. Just Get the American surgery. Is Justin Patrick Paul Kane, be Austin Matthews, Um Not ever. I want current. <laughs> Mike Medano, Brett Hall. Current. Don't give me all time. Current. Current all time. Last two weeks. No, I want like 2000. <laughs> Fine. You know what? Screw you, people. Screw you guys. Uh, Jake Gunsel, Alex DeBrincat, Joe Pavelski. Oh, he's going to deflect all sorts of shots, that Joe Pavelski. Adam Fox is an American. John Carlson. Jeff Petrie's American? That surprises me. That legitimately You said Max Pacioretty? Yeah. Dylan Larkin? I didn't say him, but he's on there. Quentin, I'm always, I'm, it always drives me nit crazy when I see Quentin Hughes, and I'm like, who the hell is that? Uh, Alex DeBrincat? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Seth Jones. Alex Iafalo. Hot dog. Get that guy out of here. Uh, but, yeah, I'm stoked for this. I John hope, Gibson. Connor I Alba. hope they're honest to their word, yeah. Um, can you imagine that Russian Vasilevsky and, like, Sorokin and... Kucherov. Kuch- yeah. They, they might win it all this year. Just kind of Vasilevsky. I, lo- I just love it because it's like... It's that World Cup of Hockey that they tried every couple of years, but like for real though. But like actually, the real one. yeah, yeah, people actually care. So I'm really stoked. I hope they actually follow through on it. I don't have complete confidence because it's the NHL and it's something fans want, and so they'll probably screw us over. But hey, we can hope for the best. The only downside is it's what it's like a three week break. They mm-hmm. it's normally like two ish weeks or something. Yeah. But they're like, eh, with travel or we're just adding even more. Probably to it. quarantining. It's like holy building crap. time in there. Yeah. I think the Blues play like four games in February. That's it. Well, hey, I'll take the trade. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna be real hot. Olympics gonna hit. Then we're gonna come back and be fucking oh, shit. Ice cold. Yep. Uh, Montreal did not match the Jesperi Kotkaniemi offer sheet, which I've never felt comfortable saying. Uh, he goes to the Carolina Hurricanes for one year at $6.1 million. He'll obviously still be an RFA after that. They surrender a first and a third round pick. And the Montreal Canadiens immediately trade a first and a second round pick to the Arizona Coyotes for Christian Dvorak. My first comment out of all of this is that Bill Armstrong's a genius. But I think he won the, that. Also because they have to give him the better of the two first round picks, mm-hmm. assuming neither is a lottery pick or a top ten protected, I think, or something. But um, still, if it's like the 12th overall pick, still pretty good. Um, There's one minute. I am not really surprised. Were you surprised? A lot of people were surprised. I wasn't super surprised that they didn't match. Uh, no. I think from all the rumblings in the hockey Twitter sphere and everything, it sounded like there was no good reason for Montreal to match other than they needed a center. Like, they couldn't... 
they couldn't let Kakanyemi go and then just ice the team they had. They needed another center, um, but there wasn't any good reason to pay, you know, any center that just so happened to be Kakanyemi six point one million, and then they'd have to make that the qualifying offer the pre in the next year or whatever. And it was just like too much for a guy they already didn't trust, a guy they didn't play in the Stanley Cup Finals, or they benched at least once or twice, or maybe the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I, they picked him third overall, and then when they picked him third overall, what, in 2018, 2019? I think it was 2019, yeah. Yeah, um, recently. It was because they needed centers. So they drafted for need versus the more traditional drafting for, you know, best. Just drafting for the best player that's left and going from there. Uh, they actually drafted for a center because they needed a center, and then they pretty much kind of... I don't know. 2018. Okay. I mean, that's kind of a rush job, yeah? I mean, yeah. for three three years to also have a guy already playing one full season in the NHL and at center, and I think this has been talked about in 31 Thoughts too, where it's like center is like a very hard position to play, which is why a lot of like younger centers play wing first and then they move them into a center position. And it's just like you're also a center in Montreal and you're also a center in Montreal who desperately needs the center, so they're just like, you better be really good. Uh, 19-year-old child, and he was fine, and that wasn't good enough. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel for him. I think he kind of got screwed in Montreal a little bit. Um, hopefully, he'll have a little more leash in Carolina, which I'm sure he will. It seems like they already have, like, three centers there anyways, so they can play him on wing, or they don't have to rush him uh, to being, like, their number two center or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I think that's fine. I think it's a good move for Carolina because I think he still has a lot of upside. And again, they can they can uh, talk extension with them for something under 6.1. Sounds like something around 4 million or whatever, which is probably a good deal. For a kid that, what, he's like still 21? He's very young. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good bet by them. And to all the people who are like, it was very petty. I can't believe they did this. I'm like, yeah, it was petty, and I don't care. <laughs> like, it was petty, but they wanted the player. Well, it's like, player. like sure, it's petty, but like they they, they needed them, or they, they, they liked what they saw. Um, I probably wouldn't like Tom Dundon as like a human being, but I like that he's like an NHL owner, because it makes things exciting and interesting, because a lot of these owners are just... Uh, a little on the boring side, a little on the old and boring side. So I'm happy there's someone that can stir the pot or whatever. And I'm also yeah. a little happy he's out east because, you know, like, don't bother us. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It makes for good entertainment. And hopefully this means that offer sheets are back. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were back last year, right? Or the year prior. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'd, I'd like to see that. It'd be interesting. I mean, there was even talks of before Montreal got Dvorak out of Arizona that they were then going to go and try and offer sheet like Pedersen or somebody uh, in Vancouver, that which would have been, been dope. <laughs> so it's like, go for it. That sounds fun. I like. Just I like don't offer sheet Rob Thomas, okay? Yeah, yeah, Just please. stay away, please. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, <laughs> Look at Arizona's draft picks for the next like three years. <laughs> oh my god, they have eight in the first two rounds next yeah, year. So many. That's insane. That's nuts. I love it. I think also, um, I think they talked about this on um, Dangle. 
Look how many UFAs they have after the season at forward. Oh my god, like, they're all gone. They ain't got nobody. <laughs> they're so well managed, I think, Woo! now. They have three. They have Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, and, and Andrew Ladd. Houston's going to get one hell of a hockey team, right. baby. Um, I feel like this was... Yes, a little vindictive, but like they wanted the player and they got the player. And I feel like he's really going to be good for them, mm-hmm. personally. Um, I just think he is uh, so young. He's like a young, young 21. Um, and I think he's going to really potentially butt into a star for them. And I'm excited to see where it goes. We'll have to wait and see because it's going to take some time for him to develop. But I think uh, I think I think uh, Montreal did an okay job of dealing with it. Yeah. I think they basically just treated it as a trade and used the assets to get the asset they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, they, <laughs> you wonder if they could have just traded Kotkaniemi straight up for. Dvorak for Dvorak, but maybe the Arizona like literally wants younger, like even farther out assets than that. You know, I don't like your broken ass. Yeah, yeah, I don't want your twenty year old. I need a sixteen year old. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it ended up kind of working out for all parties, and it gave the NHL something to talk about for a week. So mm. we need that in these winter doldrums, summer doldrums. Speaking of the winter doldrums, though, <laughs> it's the winter classic jerseys. Which are, I think, opposite ends of the same lesson. And the lesson is, simple is not a bad thing. The Minnesota Wild Winter Classic jerseys. I gotta pull these up in front of me to to reestablish. How do I put this? How do I fairly evaluate them? I think the only correct word is an abomination. <laughs> I'll say poo-poo. I, I actually have gone back and forth, and I've tried to convince myself they're good. But they're just, they're just not. And it bothers me that, they, that people fight and argue that they are, you know? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're not good. They... Are... I feel like this stripe is what really upsets me. The, the chest top, stripe. Yeah. But then I'm like, if it wasn't there, it would just look awkwardly, weirdly proportioned. I just don't... It's. I don't think it's good. They'd definitely have to move some stuff around if they got rid of that top stripe. Yeah. yeah. It's too many stripes as they have. The stripe on the top of the jersey on the chest. They have a stripe at the bottom of the jersey. They have two stripes on the arm and they have two stripes on... The socks. Yeah. Um, take away the top stripe and maybe really take away one stripe from the arms and the socks. And then at least you're down to like three. Uh-huh. Um, I don't mind the the tan shorts and the, the tan gloves as it makes them look kind of like old and leathery. And mm-hmm. that's, that's fun. And I think it goes well with green. I think it went well with Dallas's last year. Um Oh, also, like, the the worst, worst, worst thing... I keep forgetting about the elbow patch. Is the elbow though, patch. Yeah. Just, like, fucking what? Yeah. Like, just it's get like rid of it. old jerseys used to have them, and it's like, yeah, when they couldn't have thread that he'd keep up with Well, it. that's the thing. People, like, a lot of people are like, well, you don't understand. This is f- supposed to be, like, 
looking back at super old jerseys from like you know the 1920s and 30s and stuff I'm like yeah man they can still look like shit back then you know what I'm yeah. saying you don't like if we were going to make right like a throwback car like they're gonna like they're gonna make a model t electric car you know they would pick like the model t to make that electric car because that was one that people enjoyed and they're like that's a cool iconic look they wouldn't just pick any old piece of shit car <laughs> that you that would have like time has forgotten because it sucked and it looked weird right this feels like they were like we're gonna take an old thing and bring it back you know bring it to the future and it's like yeah but could you have picked like a better looking old thing mm-hmm. you don't just pick anything that's old um the colors again they can't do anything about it i'm sorry but you it's christmas it's christmas time when it's the wild colors it's just too much christmas time mm-hmm. like it doesn't help that it looks old too so it looks something about christmas you know because you're looking back at the past and christmas is past it just looks old so it looks like old christmas so it looks like the ghost of christmas past it's all just jacked up yeah um, i do think i don't know man i don't want to defend them necessarily don't do it <laughs> but i do think the nhl has a weird setup in that i believe technically the iconography and color scheme and stuff of the minnesota north stars is property of the dallas stars correct yeah and I understand that sort of from like a capitalist sense. But I feel like if they'd had an ability to explore that as kind of their retro look at what could have potentially been a lot more popular. I think they didn't they play a stadium series, I think so, where they got to wear them. Maybe. Because they've played an outdoor game before. They and... had the um horrifyingly bad reverse retros last year too. Oh yeah. yeah that yeah. were just like the wild but color swapped with the no, yeah, North, North Stars. Stars colors. But even if they'd done like the state of Minnesota with the North Star yeah. at the top, because it kind of would fit in that same space. I don't know, man. It's just, I don't like it. It's weird to me that there are a lot of people that are like, no, these are friggin' amazing. Um, and it really, it really does fit that Dan Flash's fit and vibe. Because <laughs> uh, the pattern's so complicated, you know? It's just too many things. I think you nailed it when we were like talking about it via text. Where it's like they pulled ten different things from the past. Each yeah. thing on here represents something yeah. about Minnesota and like high school That's hockey. The thing. And they like just you, mashed it all together. You know for sure these designers are like, well, each state, each um, stripe represents one of the twelve great minor lakes around minneapolis st paul and i'm like yeah but it looks bad though (laughs) it's like you can say that and that's i believe you and that's kind of cool but it looks bad though yeah right you know the blue note doesn't really represent something but it looks good though Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's just you can't you can't just have that vibe of like but look but it's but it you know this 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 period represents, you know, the the pre Civil War, and then this colon represents the post Civil War because it's continuing, and it's like what? But that doesn't make any sense, you know. I, yeah. And plus, everyone who sees this jersey isn't going to read that explanation anyway. Uh, so like, oh, just like those twelve things are all represent different things yeah. about Minnesota's hockey past. Yeah, I think that contrasts really. Well, like you said, with like what the Blues Winter Classic jersey is, which is just a throwback to 
their original jersey. Um, yeah. When homes are white and everything, and like, and just giving it a cream color, giving it a little bit of a different look, but like, it's just so clean. Um, and that's the thing is like you can just throw back to. I guess it helps, like you were saying, like Minnesota can't go back to like a North Stars actual look, but like the Blues can actually go back to just be like, hey, it's a heritage thing. Or, uh, we'll just go back to an old jersey we already had. Yeah. It's like perfect. Um, it's they're so good. They're so so good. I saw a leak of the Blues ones yesterday, like an hour beforehand, mm-hmm. and it was just on a table. And at the angle it was at, and not on a person, I was like, these look fine. Mm-hmm. But shown with O'Reilly wearing it, and Perron wearing it, and modeling it, and you get the whole kit too, and everything, it looks so good. So, so good. Yeah, I think the blue uh, the blue pants really help it look a little sharper, and a little mm-hmm. brighter, and um, the helmet and everything. And I just like, Kurt. I think Kurt Price made the point in one of our responses, like, I, I said something about like... Uh, Simple is good. I, I responded and said, my thoughts are they're incredibly safe. They're extremely safe. They're incredibly effective. Another strong showing. And Kurt Price responded, I think safe is most often the best way to go with hockey jerseys. When you venture away from clean and simple, they start to look stupid. A million jersey designs have been created in leagues all over, and the best ones are always safe. Less is almost always more. And I think he's right. I really believe that, like, this... You know, and we have a tier list here that we were thinking about doing and will do now that I've mentioned it. (laughs) But, like, if you look at the uh, winter classic jerseys that have really tried to do a lot, those are the ones that I'm like, nah, (laughs) you know. Or if they tried to be, like, really cool and creative and do something different. But some of the ones that are pretty simple, I'm like, yeah, that looks clean, you know. Like, keep it simple, stupid. As they say. Mm-hmm. So should we do the tier list now, or do you want to do the Pacific Division and then circle back to it? Um, let's do the tier list now. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have it open? Do you want me to send it to you? I'll send, send I'll, it my I'll way. I'll put it on this dock here right below Winter Classic Jersey. We've got show notes, people. We're professionals. <laughs> We're professionals, baby. We're not getting any better. This has just always been a thing. That's right. Um, so... This does not have the current ones on it, but I would put the blues. I would put this year's blue probably as an A. Yeah. Wouldn't give it an S because it is very derivative of the original one. But on that note, the original one, definitely an S. I don't even think that's home, Homer bias much. I think it's widely respected as one of the better winter classic People love jerseys. that powder blue. Um, Perfect. So just to get that out of the way and not not to spend time agonizing over it, I would put that as the S. So, we've got three contenders from the Boston Bruins. Folks, we'll uh, tweet this picture out when we're done with it, so you can reference this if you'd like to. I know it's not a visual medium. You're just gonna... We're, we're not that much better. Yeah. We don't have a studio. We don't have YouTube yet. Maybe YouTube's our next frontier, folks. Mm-hmm. You can look at our crappy studios just exploding just down the highway of I-55 <laughs> just staring in the back of a rented eyes. Ford caravan, Dodge caravan. Um, but, uh, yeah, this Boston one, the yellow one, I would really like, except they made the B, like, cartoony. Yeah, they made Which it I like guess maybe it's, like, an old school one, but I don't love it. I would probably put this in, like, a C tier. Yeah, I, I like that they tried yellow, but it's kind of like too much yellow. I yeah. don't know. 
I'm not a big I'm not a big yellow as a primary person. So you're good with C or yeah, even yeah. lower. Not put the C. black and yellow with the Boston Bruins one. This is a vibe I can dig. Yeah, I like I, the bear. I like the black and yellow stripes. It just looks very simple and clean. Where would you put it? Uh, I'd give that one a good. I'd put that in a B. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a B. I'm, I'm good with that. That's what I would have said. Speaking B of which, for Boston. Yeah. Uh, tell us, talk talk about this one. Yeah, this this other the Spinal Bruins jersey is like a white white jersey, black shoulders. A kind of black and yellow striping down the side, kind of bumblebee looking, mm-hmm. um, and just a big black bee in the middle. It's just this has to have been their third jersey, right? This has to have been the third iteration of their Winter Classic jersey because this one feels the most kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's designed better than the yellow jersey, but it's more boring. At least the yeah. yellow one like kind of went for it. So I put this in the same. I mean. I put this in the same like D or the C tier, you know, just like eh, it's fine. Like that is definitely like a Boston Bruin jersey, mm-hmm. but it doesn't doesn't speak to me. Yep, I think that's fair. C it is. Uh, the first Sabers Winter Classic jersey is both of theirs are like too safe, yeah. but this one's like probably a D to me. The, the navy one, blue ones, I really didn't. I never thought that color scheme was good. Are these like? I think this was when they had the Buffa slug. Like, oh, I think, you think that, it was far enough back. And I this think was like a throwback. To yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Because this, and then that transitioned into the new yeah, jersey. Because okay. this jersey, this winter classic jersey, looks like the yeah the navy jerseys they wore for the last like whatever eight or nine years Mm -hmm. and so i'm pretty sure this was their three yeah this is their winter classic throwback jersey while they were wearing that hideous buffa slug uh jersey and then they were like fuck people like this so much okay we're gonna just change to this then with that in mind this is like like i'm glad they got rid of the buffa slug like it's one of those things where like you know kids today think seinfeld shit but like you got to respect it for everything for what it did so it's like, I don't really think this jersey is amazing, but I got to respect it for getting rid of the Buffa slug. I'm 90% yeah. sure. So B tier, you think? B. I give this a B. Uh, and by that same, I would give the other one an A. Oh yeah, the A. this one's more like their current jersey yeah. where they went back to the, the, uh, the royal blue. Yep. And now we enter the row of Blackhawks L. Well, we start with the strongest one, though, honestly, which is the the black one with the the tan stripe in the middle with red stripes on top and bottom and just kind of the circle logo with the the logo in the middle, the Blackhawks logo. This is probably their most iconic, like, third jersey. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, not a lot of of, um, original six teams have third jerseys outside of Winter Classic ones, and I think they tried to use this as their third for a long time, and I think it's kind of fallen by the wayside. But I give this one, I mean, it's cool, but it's not, it's honestly not that great. It's just better than all the other ones they have. So, like, I'd give this a B. Okay. I was, yeah, I was on the border between A and B, so I'll go down to B with you. Uh, this next one, I would say, is the second best, probably. Hard, hard to really choose between these two. This one's white, um, has the big current logo in the middle, and has the uh, black and red tr- triplicate stripes on the arms uh, and at the torso. But um, 
the uh, kind of classic Chicago Tomahawk logo as sideways on the arms. Is this the one they played us in, or is it the next one? I want to say it's the next okay, one. Okay, I think you're right. I think you're right. Oh, wait. No, I think the shoulder logo on this one is ours. It's kind of hard to tell because it's tiny, but I think that's us. Weird. I mean, honestly, both of these... I Yeah, put that's one... ours. Uh, no, you're right. The second one is ours. It's got the arch in it. Okay, because I was like, the second one is like pretty much the same as the one you just described, so it's got like a black sort of bomb to it. And the logos are like older, like they're old, like mm. Cheapton logo and stuff. A little more rounded, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're both like C. I would put these both in C because they didn't do enough to be outright bad, but they're just boring as hell. Yeah. And the last Woo! one's an F. It's an F so hard. <laughs> Garbo, baby. Oh my God, it's so bad. This is uh, this is why you shouldn't put the same team in the Winter Classic four <laughs> times in six ideas, years. Baby. I can't... I, I can hardly blame them, but it's so bad. It's such a departure from anything the NHL has ever done or anything the Winter Classic has ever done or anything they would ever wear again. It's just a complete and utter failure. And I think it deserves, if it's not burning in hell, then it should at least be in the F tier. What do you, you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, oh yeah. This, of course, for anyone not looking, is the uh, infamously bad, just all like dark black, black logo on a black jersey with just some white stripes and crap for some reason so bad so 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 bad um i am curious what you think about these two detroit ones because i really like them both actually Uh, i the first one's real simple it's just a white jersey with a red stripe and kind of the old classic detroit d right in the middle but i think it's so simple it's kind of effective to me but mm. if you hate it please be honest no i do like it i was gonna say it was like i like it and then i forgot they had this other one though and i think i might like the other one more. i think i like the other one more which but... is more along the lines of like the blues sort of ones where mm. it's like it's the red wings it says detroit over the red wings you know wheel and wing but it's more of like cream color for like the the striping and everything yeah but i do like their their uh d jersey because it's just kind of like i like the um, it's very simple. The other one, too, uh, the like alternate captain, instead of being on the chest, is like a, a diamond on the sleeve. In the, you oh, see nice. that? I think that, I assume that's what that is. So I would probably say B for the D one and yeah. A for the Detroit one. Maybe, yeah. maybe even S. I really like that second one. I'd put an S. I think it's really good. I would get like a Dylan Larkin, which I think that is like one of those if I had the opportunity. Uh, this one and only Canadians, uh, terrible. It's close to being okay, <laughs> but they put the globe on the arm patches for some reason. Like the world? Like the, the planet world. Earth? And I don't think the CH and the white on blue really works. I like the colors. The colors are cool. But it's like... But it's... the design is lacking. I would probably personally put this in D tier. Yeah, yeah. But I could, if you want to talk I me want, into C, I, I want it. I think the problem is like I want it to be good. Yeah. Like I see it... But it's like if everything was a little chunkier, everything's a little, everything's a little <laughs> yeah. too thin on it. Yeah, I think uh, part of the reason I don't like it so much is I saw their reverse retros, which were phenomenally oh, perfect. So and I'm like, well, you, these aren't even close to that. <laughs> so um, how do you feel about these two Rangers ones? 
Man, the they have the Rangers, which is again like a cream-colored one with the blue shoulders, and it's got like the old Rangers um, shield on it. I bet that one looks better on a person. Right, right. I think I think that looked good too against the Flyers, like the Flyers one mm. that we'll get to. Like I think those both go well together because they both have like elements of cream in them. Yeah. Um, I like it. I'd give it. A, I'd put it like in a B. I'd put that cream-colored Rangers jersey at a B. Yeah, I probably would too. The crest looks kind of co- cool and old without being like embarrassingly bad, you know, mm-hmm. or like without being too much of a departure. How do you feel about the other one? The other one is, I, I mean, it's like a throwback jersey, but it's also just sort of like sort of what they wear now and just like old timey colors. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, the, the it's uh, navy blue, just says Rangers diagonally down the front. Uh, red stripes i think everything again a little cream colored um to give it that old timey look i don't know i'd give this like i think i'd actually put it in the same sort of category it's a solid b yeah that's did a good job uh i feel very differently about these two flyers ones. yeah right the first one real miss it's, it's just a flyers jersey like <laughs> yeah. i'm really confused just in a way a flyers jersey except a little more curved on the arms i guess yeah. What a throwback. I would put that in like D, possibly bordering on F. (laughs) I'd give it F just because you didn't like do anything. You didn't do anything. The other one though, oh nice. Very nice to me. Yeah, I love that one. It's also really just a jersey. But I think the theme we're detecting here is like if you just do enough to make it look vintage without like screwing it up in some way. That's really your sweet spot. Mm. Um... Which brings us to the Pittsburgh Penguins that failed to do that repeatedly. I like the first one still. Yeah, the uh, light blue one. The blue with the circled penguin in the middle. Yeah, I do like that one. Um, I think that one's pretty good. I'd probably give it like an A, probably. Yeah, I like that. I like the one that's one of the first Winter Classic jersey. I think it was them against Buffalo. Yeah. On that that, um, Navy one. So, yeah, Mm. I, I like that one. The Navy colored penguin jersey with like 19 stripes mm-hmm. it's just i don't know not man. a fan i don't like it not a fan i think i wanted to like it when i was like starting to get into like nhl games as i remember seeing that one a lot mm-hmm. like when on previews or whatever for whatever nhl it was on but that was like no man yeah just can't get behind it uh then we've got the toronto maple leafs is it like zigzaggy lines? Is that just the picture? I think it's just the picture. Okay. It's not like threadbare. I hate it. This is one where I think similar to the, um, similar to the Minnesota one. They're like, but it's a real old old jersey, and I'm like, yeah, but that still looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> this was also. Really early on, was this? this was against when they played Detroit, and Detroit's a really good jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is before they switched to like the original Leaf logo. So they were yeah. back. They were currently using the more, I don't know what you call it, stripped down version of it. Mm-hmm. And so this one has the old logo, which is now the current logo they use. Um, yeah, I still don't like this one. I would maybe C, or do you think D? Uh, I go to D. Okay, all right, that's fair. Capitals, the good one and the bad one. Oh man, the good one's so good. Their good one, I would probably put 
maybe an S tier, maybe an A tier. I, I put an S. I own one of those. Just to be clear, you're talking about the white one. Yeah, the white. Oh, thank God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. The white one that they they still I think uses the third jersey every yeah. so often. Yeah. And the other one, I don't really think it's so terrible. I just think it's kind of bleh. I give it like a. C or a D. Yeah, probably it's, put it in C first. Vancouver played an outdoor game, and they also had a maroon jersey like uh-huh. this other Washington Capitals jersey that we're looking at, and that's what I get these two confused with. I'm like, and there's a V on Vancouver, there's a W for Washington. Mm-hmm. It's all so many of the same designs. Um, I don't even know who they played against in that one. The Flyers, maybe. That seems right. Or maybe, or no, or maybe it was against. Um, it was against uh, da, 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 Chicago again. Good lord! But yeah, they're they're not as good as their their white Capitals jerseys, which then they made like a red version of too. And I'm always mm-hmm. like, you should just wear those things as your home and away. And they still stick with the weird Capitals logo with the hockey stick as the L. And I'm just like, man, just go. You've got got better jerseys i guess on these they have the same one but like the design outside of the logo is just better um yeah i think you're right though safe you you take a your current jersey keep your logo you maybe look make a little more rounded and old-timey looking and uh throw a little cream on there and you're good to go you don't gotta you ain't gotta reach too far back no look the name of the game right if we're being honest is money. Yeah. And you want it to appeal to the most people possible. So why, in God's name, did you make your thing a horrible piece of trash, Minnesota? <laughs> is that what appeals to people in Minnesota? I guess so. I guess. You should feel, you should feel angry, Minnesotans, that they thought, you know what, these people will buy this shit. Yeah. These, They'll buy these it. These trash pandals will buy our uniform. For sure. Um, where would you place in all of this uh, the... Minnesota Wild jerseys that we discussed. Oh, it's today. F. F-tier. You think it's F? I would probably go D for it. Really? Okay. To fair. me, here's let me let me tell you why though. To me, F tier. The two we've got in there are the Blackhawks and the Flyers, and I think those are both Fs because they like didn't even understand the assignment. <laughs> the D tier to me are the ones who did try to do something vintage and just failed miserably. Okay. That's my vibe. That. Yeah. But if you want them an F, I'm not going to fight you too no, much. No, I think they, they, they're they closer than people are giving them credit for. But yeah. But that's just like, it's just not there. So I give it a D. Okay. All right. I feel like that's fair. Um, I'm going to get this tier list out while I'm thinking about it. Uh, but before we move on to our Pacific Division preview, let me remind everyone that our podcast today is brought to you by Coffin Flop on uh, entering its 17th season on Corncon TV. <laughs> <laughs> if you like watching dead bodies fall out of crap wood and hitting pavement... <laughs> Call your TV provider and make sure they don't remove corn cob TV from the airwaves. Thank you once again to Coffin Flop for sponsoring today. <laughs> uh, I got through it. I did it. I, I did pretty well. I feel pretty miserably, but I'm going to give myself credit anyway. Um, yeah, you know. I give that ad read a, you know, a B plus. I would love to have one actual sponsor just to see how bad my ad reads would be. It'd be our one. Yeah. All, I do want one sponsor just so they can pull 
you know, advertisement. The next, <laughs> the next episode. Just so they can body us later on. Yeah. So here's the question: If we got advertising, right? Let's say um, I don't know. And folks, if you want to yeah. advertise to as many as 350 people a week, yeah, uh, on the Two Guys One Cup podcast, you can please call us. You can hear it. You can play this you, over and over again. I think you will find our rates remarkably reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't even know. You tell me. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, sure. you tell us what we should expect. <laughs> yeah. If we get, you will set all the terms of this negotiation. If we got someone like, that's what I wonder. Sorry. Podcasts in generally, generally speaking, get like, what do they get these days? Like Monday.com mm-hmm. or they get like Squarespace. Oh, they all they get, get the same crap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Better Help's a big one. Better yeah. Help. What they get a mattress. There's a mattress one. Uh-huh. Casper or something like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, that it's all the same crap, but so, it just but like tons of podcasts have those. Oh, this so like, NBA, that's NBA, that's game, which yeah. is my least favorite one ever. Do people listen to the podcast then and make sure that you're not like just saying, "Hey, by the way, the NBA sucked my ball." <laughs> <laughs> that's NBA. Yeah, that's so. NBA like, whose job is that? Someone has to go through like uh, fucking fifty thousand podcasts. I gotta listen to this crap I gotta make sure, show again. I gotta listen to this ad to make sure they said it right. Uh, I love it. I wonder how much how many liberties you could take. You know, don't don't get too far to like being like this product sucks, but just like hey, everybody buy the ball shape. Oh, there's also ball shavers. Oh That's yeah, a big deal. Yeah, yeah. People are like too comfortable reading those too. And, I, oh, I, I agree. I know Adam Wilde talks about it, and he's like, "It's my job. I just got to read the copy." And I'm like, "You didn't have to accept the ad, though. You right. know, you could just not." I'm not like, like I'm not like, like if somebody wanted to pay me to read an ad on this on this <laughs> shit stamp podcast, I'd do whatever. Yeah. You can give me any copy, I'll read it, baby. I'm a professional. But Adam Wilde's got standards. He's like know? a real radio person. Yeah, exactly. It's, I'll say whatever you want. Yeah, his mom's like a B level Canadian celebrity, yeah. which is like a D level American celebrity. <laughs> um but uh yeah she's so. a real favaz but seriously folks before we move on call spectrum make sure they don't remove corn cob tv from the airways it's it's very important so um you know that's all i'd say that's that's it uh terrible so, terrible <laughs> pacific division preview speaking of coffin flop <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh, the Pacific Division is a coffin flop day after day after day. Uh, you know it's bad for the Anaheim Ducks when their uh, their best team addition that they could picture is in an OHL uniform and almost guaranteed not to play this season. Uh, finished eighth in the Western Division last year, and the only change is that this year they'll be doing it in the Pacific Division. They are so, 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 so bad. I think they are getting overlooked uh, when we're talking about how hard um, the uh, Savers and Coyotes are flopping. Mm. Um, they're pretty bad, too. They lost Ryan Miller, Danton Heinen, Hayden Flurry. They added Mason McTavish through the draft. Great name. I don't think he's going to play this year. Ryan Getzlav re-signed for reasons. I mean, Orange County is nice, but dude, yeah. have some self-respect. I'll try and chase you the could at least our, one more we, year. We, you could be our Tyler Bozak. We'd have paid you $2 million. Yeah. Come over. Come on over. 
be real shitty and unlikable, but on our team. And they kept Maxime Comtois. So they basically Great. did nothing. Uh, and they will do nothing this year. They're so, 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 so bad. But remember when people were like, they're in the Jack Eichel mix? And I was like, no, they're not. But like, even if they are, then do it. It's just like, I would feel bad for Jack. I they believe have, I believe in Anaheim more than I believe in Buffalo, but still. They do have $13 million in cap space. Oh. Huh. <laughs> Can I interest you in a little Russian forward named Vladimir Tarasenko? He's not even supposed to be here. Um, it, does anything more need to be said about the Anaheim Ducks? We'll say plenty about them in our Misery Index oh, that's yeah. coming up, but not in this episode. Quack. Not tonight. Quack. Quack. I couldn't think of a clever third word. So... We've we talked. We've talked about this before. The other states or other areas of the U.S. Uh-huh. Uh, don't do duck, duck, goose. They do duck, duck, gray duck. This is blowing your mind. It's upsetting me. Yeah. It's upsetting me. I, le- I should say at least people in the north of Minnesota do duck, duck, gray duck. And when I told me to do duck, duck, goose, I was laughed out of the room because they're like, "Well, what are you supposed to do?" Like. It's just duck, duck, goose every time. Like, yeah, it sounds like you guys probably do duck, duck, gray duck every time. They're like, no, that's the fun thing. You can be like duck, duck, purple duck or duck, duck, blue duck. And I was like, this is not, this is not making it any more exciting. I don't think. I mean, I'm not a child, so I don't know. Ian, I've never been more deeply upset to learn about a slight alteration in the rule book of a beloved children's (laughs) game. Duck, duck, purple duck? What happens? Do you have to chase them then? Yeah, yeah, then you gotta chase them. So that the color of the duck makes no impact. No, no, no. It's just gotta be a colored duck mm-hmm. as differentiated from the uncolored ducks. So I was like, are you listening for like, a, you can't listen for a specific letter now, like when someone's going like, and you're like, oh, that's goose. Because there's no common color that I can think of it starts with the D anyway so you can't I can't like be like duck gotcha you know uh, Dalmatian duck <laughs> I just I didn't I never understood it I didn't like that people thought it was weird that we did duck duck goose uh, down here in the quote unquote south um, duck duck denim duck oh kids aren't gonna fucking know denim's a color <laughs> well, that's what their jeans are made out duck, of duck duck Dantreen duck. <laughs> I know it. I knew there were colors to start with D. <laughs> One of the colors. <laughs> oh no. It's going to be a racist color. <laughs> oh god, why is that on there? Look at the highlight. Oh One. no. That's not a color. <laughs> I mean, that is a color. That is definitely a color. Well, Steve, we'll talk about that after the pod. I've got a story about that after the pod. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do, do we just not tell the people the color? Uh, you'll, if you subscribe uh, to our Patreon, you'll know. We'll drop what the color is there. Right. Duck, duck, dandelion, duck. Oh, okay. There we go. Again, uh, kids don't know these are colors. They think these are things. Duck, duck. Dog dick red duck. That's the one. That's the... All right. Oh, I don't like it. And speaking of gray ducks, it's the Calgary Flames. Duck, duck, gray duck? People in Wisconsin also call um, water this fountains is, bubblers. That I did know. 
But like you're not you're not from the UK, right? That seems like a thing that is British a British people thing, do, yeah, right? like calling it a boot or a loo or a yeah. you know a uh, lorry. Oh, I hate those people. I hate people. I hate all people that don't do everything exactly the way I do it. All people that aren't exactly like me deserve to die. <laughs> Uh, tell us about the Calgary Flames, Ian. No exaggeration. Uh, Calgary Flames last season finished fifth in the North Division uh, up there in Canada, 26, 27, and 3 for 55 points. They did not make the playoffs. You'll find that to be a theme uh, in this <laughs> Pacific <laughs> Division. Uh, Calgary Flames, they had additions like Blake Coleman, Nikita Zadorov, uh, Dan Vladder. They also just signed, re signed. Mike Stone? What's his name? It's not Mark Stone. It's the other Stone. I can't remember his name. Is it Michael Stone? Michael Stone. That sounds that sounds right. Um, and somebody else. Gabranson? No, not Gabranson. Uh, Michael Stone. Who'd they just sign? It's a defense. And there is an Eric Goodbranson. Oh, okay. Wait, team. Eric Goodbranson? That yeah. guy? Like Bad Branson? Yeah. Oh, no. I thought it was some other guy. So they tweeted when they signed Eric Goodbranson, um, veteran presence, and then like a thumbs up. And I was like, wow, so you have really thrown him under the bus as far as like helping at all <laughs> as like an actual hockey player. When like this, when that's not the fifth or sixth bullet point as far as like mm-hmm. the pros for signing four hundred thirty-two points in yeah. 628 career games. Dot, 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 veteran presence is fine. Just dot, 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 veteran presence is not fine. Not good. Uh, Calgary, I think I also saw a tweet today that someone was like, wow, Calgary is really doing a lot uh, this offseason to not change anything. And I think that's true. Every We've said it before, every year they that they don't do very well, they miss the playoffs, they make the first round, and they get bounced. And you think, this is it for Johnny Gaudreau. This is it for Sean Monaghan. This might be it for Matthew Kachuk. It's um, never it for him. It's never it. It's never it. When are they going to blow up that team? I thought maybe it would be this year, especially when they lost Giordano. Yeah. They'd be like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign we need to reset. I think Brad Trilliving stuck in a dark liminal space between life and death, where like he knows that he's already fired. He knows yeah. there's nothing he can do to save his job. But somehow he hasn't actually been released yet, so like he doesn't want to change things because like the team he ha- like how's he going to trade Matthew Kachuk and improve the team, True. or trade Johnny Gaudreau and improve the team? So like his best shot at possibly redeeming himself is just hoping they go on a miracle run <laughs> and you say, "See, I had it right the whole time. These these bastards just weren't doing it, you know." And then you take the whole team out to damn flashes afterwards to celebrate. <laughs> but he, he that's not going to happen. And then on top of that, he let his captain goes to go for free to God knows where, um, which is like the big, big, big law, like the big black hole on this team. Um, Jacob Markstrom was not good in his first season there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Matthew Kachuk had a down year. They traded Sam Bennett. I don't know how they've improved at all, except for playing paying Blake Coleman an ungodly amount of money for so, way too long. That's what I was saying. Imagine being the Blues. Um, I mean, even last year, right? Uh-huh. Imagine being the Blues. You get bounced, and then they go, well, we got Blake Coleman, you guys. And it's like, that's it? That was the improvement? The, like, well, everyone we hope will be better. I know there's a big move that we haven't made yet that's still kind of looming over our whole offseason, but the Blues 
sneakily had one of the best offseasons in the whole league. They made two major offensive additions. They didn't lose. They lost some free agents, but they didn't trade anything that's going to cost them. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, they did not give any bad or crippling (laughs) contracts long term. Um, You know, it's just this team is so bad. They have a guy like Elias Lindholm making $4.8 million a year, and they're not going to do anything with that. He's very good in fantasy. (laughs) Very Um, good. Sneaky guy. They're just not a team that's going to make the playoffs, right? not going to do it. I think there's better teams. I think there's other bubble teams that are going to outperform the Calgary Flames. Do you think five make it from the Central and three from the Pacific? I feel like probably, right? Probably. Unless unless there's teams in the Central that just fall off the face of the earth. Minnesota has a down year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they're, you're right. They're I think not it's gonna. just three. No. Yeah. And we know that two of them are Vegas and Edmonton. Yep. I think well, we'll talk about it, but I think Seattle's probably the third. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, let's talk about Edmonton because uh, they finished second in the North Division last year at 72 points, then got swept by Winnipeg in the first round. Um, that notwithstanding, they added Zach Hyman, who I think, though they drastically overpaid for him, uh, is actually a very good addition to their team. They also added Duncan Keith and Cody Cece, who are not. And they added Warren Fogler, who's whatever. They lost Adam Larson and Ethan Bear and Caleb Jones and James Neal. James Neal is a good thing. That was a bad contract. Mm -hmm. Those three defensemen for Duncan Keith and Cody Cece is a blight on your entire organization. But um, they have Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, so they're going to do enough to make the playoffs single-handedly, as they always do. And then they're going to get bounced early, like they always do, because the league won't call any penalties on Connor McDavid in the playoffs. And that's, like, the whole thing. That's it. It's over. It is a little sad that... And maybe that was the talking point, right? Because I was going to say, man, they got swept in the first round, and I feel like no one, at least here in St. Louis, uh, or, you know, just in general, are talking about it. Like, that's a big deal, but maybe it's not because we all have kind of settled on the playoffs are kind of fucked up when it comes to rules and how they call things against star players. I have never been more furious listening to a podcast than I was listening to the 31 Thoughts episode where Elliot Friedman was like, I actually think they should call more penalties against star players uh, because I don't even know what his stupid reasoning was. But, like, after seeing literally no penalties called against Conor McDavid, I'm like, something's got to change. How can your league... The NBA makes friggin' stars in the the playoffs, Mm -hmm. right? Giannis became a megastar. Devin Booker became a superstar. Trey Young became a superstar. He was on SmackDown last night in uh, on Fox. You know, like they these guys become stars because they already are good players who then step up and dominate in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The NHL lets guys like friggin' Blake Coleman become stars in the playoffs because they can be just shitty enough to win stuff but not crappy enough to break the rules and, you know, advance and go into the penalty box. I couldn't speak. But actually get (laughs) penalties called on them. And, like, Pat Maroon becomes a star in the playoffs, which is, like, no offense, but if you're talking... Even an iota as much about Pat Maroon as you're talking about, like, Braden Point. 
mm-hmm. or Andre Vasilevsky or whatever. Like, I'm just tired of that NHL crap about, like, oh, that third line was so important. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but give me that third line on any other team. They're not winning the friggin' Stanley Cup. Because right. any other team doesn't have Victor Heaven and Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov and Andre Vasilevsky and Braden Point and whoever and whoever and whoever. Yeah, it is annoying that they're basically neutering your star players in the playoffs because now it's just a different rule set. I don't mind if they call it slightly differently and they allow it to be somewhat physical, but when people are clutching and grabbing Oliver McDavid and then you basically have refs being like, well, how else are they going to stop him? Like, that's kind of the fucking point. You, you can't. You can't stop him. I mean, I could stop uh, fucking Usain Bolt from beating me in a race if I take a tire iron to his knee. <laughs> and then they're like, well, how am I supposed to stop him? How else am I supposed to win? And it's like, well, uh, you, you can't you do that. So yeah. I think he beats you every time. It's it's a little annoying. Because like, I get that the Oilers shouldn't make it all the way to the cup or something just because they have McDavid. They're going to need a little more depth, as they've always needed. But... If you're Connor McDavid, you should be able to just get out of the first round. That's kind of like an instant win out of the first round unless you're matched up against some, like, god team or whatever, right? Yeah. So I'd like to see it. I mean, it's it's sad now. They made it past, like, the Sharks a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and then they got bounced by Anaheim or somebody. And it was sad, and I want to see McDavid get further. The poor guy has been through enough already. Here's the thing. The league needs Connor McDavid mm-hmm. winning Stanley Cups. They don't seem to know that. <laughs> I just don't like I it is so I could go on this for like years, so just tell me to shut up when we need to. But like I just I hate this. This is the worst aspect of this league. And it goes to the Olympic stuff. It goes to the hesitancy to go and send your players to the Olympics. Why? Because it hurts your bottom line in this instant. In this instant, could it make you millions of dollars over the next 10 years to have these guys exposed in the biggest market in the world? Um, yes. Sure. <laughs> but like... What they don't want... I mean, I they, just... they're so conservative in every fashion with the sport. Like, it's just a very conservative sport. As we all know, but then it's just like, yeah, we can't let anyone, we can't let anyone stand out. We can't let anyone be better than anybody else. Always got to be a team game. And it's a little annoying when people are just like so happy to ride that line or ride, you know, toe the company line. I'm just like, yeah, man, it's all about all 23 roster players. It's like, no, man, it's not about fucking Mackenzie McKecker and it never will be. And that's fine. And I want, I want a nice team and I want everyone to contribute, but some players are going to contribute more and we have to acknowledge that and you have to push those guys yeah i feel like the nhl the nhl is a product and it's fine with that but they're not living as if like that's the end goal they're not pushing themselves as a big product they're pushing themselves as like i don't know a stand-up sport um that just so happens to make money whereas a lot of these other leagues are a product and they're so big that they can only operate as a product and in certain ways that's fun like you said like you have nba stars you have nfl stars you have uh mlb stars like you just have these guys but in hockey you don't have them because they just 
it's like you know i think it's the old analogy it's like crabs crawling out of a bucket and they just pull the other one down it's like oh Connor mcdavid looks pretty good yeah but remember it's a full team sport and there they go pulling them back down again and yeah, i get just, so tired of so that many people believe like, that it's not about the name on the back of the jersey it's about the team on the front and it's like yeah it is but you know what the name on the back of the jersey is why people care about the team that on the front of yeah, the jersey. Right. You don't ever have to tell anyone that plays for the Anaheim Ducks or the Arizona Coyotes. Well, you know what? It's not about the name on the back of the jersey because they know that because nobody knows their friggin' names and nobody's trying to know their names. And I don't mean that to be insulting, but like Connor McDavid can transform this league. And listen, I think the NBA goes too far personally in the direction of like the players control everything and they can form super teams at will and they basically can force their general managers to trade them and whatever. But on the other hand, Giannis can basically single-handedly win an NBA title because that's the nature of the sport. Mm. I'm not saying there aren't other important players on the Bucks, but the difference between Giannis Bucks and non-Giannis Bucks is what? Like the difference between the first round and winning the championship mm. probably? Like Connor McDavid maybe isn't quite that because it is, you know, you got to rotate players. You got to have 16 forwards and yeah, but uh, that dude, 12 forwards. But that and, dude's playing like 25 minutes plus a night yeah, in the playoffs. So, yeah. like, really, you should be able to affect a game pretty much when you're out there for almost half of it. Yeah. That's um, kind of the big deal about those number one so, defensemen. I guess Zach Hyman's there now to, like, rough up people that mess with him too much. But, like, you shouldn't have cool. to friggin' do that. And these teams shouldn't feel like they have to friggin' pay Blake Coleman $50 million to make them relevant. If they've got Johnny Goodrow. And listen, in their case, some of the stars <laughs> weren't performing. But, like... It just drives me nuts. Let's move on to the Los Angeles Kings. They finished sixth in the Western Division. They didn't make the playoffs. Maybe they will this year, but probably not. They brought in Philip Deneau and Victor Arvidsson, Alex Edler, and Brant Clark was a defensiveman drafted in the um, draft. I don't think he'll play this year. They lost Curtis McDermott, who I hadn't even heard of, yeah. but has been not only expansion drafted, but then traded. So he's man. deeply, deeply desired in this league. What's your vibe on the Los Angeles Kings? It seems like they're one Jekyll away from being finished. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're talking about it like the rebuild's done. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's because Kopitar and Dowdy are like, this is good enough for us, let's go win another cup. Um they could make the playoffs. I could see that happening. I don't think they're a, a big threat whatsoever. Uh, too early for my blood. Let them be bad for a little bit longer. I don't want to see a successful LA team yet. And also it will be different to see them have any success because they're not like the teams of 2012 and 2014 that were just big bruising teams. Um, you know, what's what his name? Sutter, Sutter-like teams. So... I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's, it'll be. I feel like that's a weird mix of people over there right now. Like you've got. Do they still have no? What's his name's gone? Um, Carter's gone. So they have Kopitar. They have Dowdy. Now they have Dano and Arvidsson. They have some young guys. Is like. Um, it's not Boquist. Who's their other guy? Byfield. No. Do they have Boquist? No. They have Byfield. They, they have got Byfield, another guy. and they have. Um... 
can distract me with all this BoQuest crap. I know. <laughs> Let's look him up. Kaliev, and they've got a. I don't want to look. I don't want to look because I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Kaliev might. Um, who is the person you're talking about? I can't. I don't remember. Bjornfoot. Is that uh, it? Yeah, okay. sure. Why not? Right, no, what no, if no. I say yes? No, no. King. Oh Frost. no, no, Steve, you're right. You're right. It's not. It's not right. It's not. Shut up. Oh, you're no. wrong. You're lying to me through the. You're lying. You lie. Uh, <laughs> Turcotte, Byfield, Turcotte, Arthur Kaliev, Gabe Velarde. No, none of these people. Tobias Bjornfoot. You got nothing. I'm, gonna, I'm sure it was one of them. I'm gonna jump off. Of <laughs> I'm gonna jump of off. Of oh no! Oh no! Keep, keep better talking. Help. Better help. You need better help. <laughs> Speaking of better help. Do you want to talk to a, a licensed therapist online? I know I don't. No. Uh, I'd rather see him in person. How about Quentin Byfield, Arthur Callahan? How about it's one of all those. the same people it's I just named? I don't remember. Gabe Velarde. Alex Turcott, perhaps? Yeah, I'm telling you, yes. What about Tobias Bjornfoot? <laughs> <laughs> Akil Thomas? Anyway. Oh, I remember Akil Thomas. Uh, let's move on. Let's Let's move on. Uh, Jonas Donskoy, perhaps? The Philip Deneau feels like a real reach for them, personally. Like, is that their second line center? A super defensive-oriented mm-hmm. center? For six million or whatever they're paying him? Cool. Don't like that. And I don't like the San Jose Sharks. They redid their goaltending, bringing in Aiden Hill and James Reimer after finally buying out Martin Jones. Nick Bonino and Andrew Cagliano also came in. Ryan Donato also departed. This team will be unspeakably bad. They will be unspeakably bad for a very long time because they've got several very unsurvivable contracts. And Doug Wilson will never leave. And that's my take on the San Jose Sharks. Anything to add there? Oh, and God only knows what will happen to Evander K. Yeah, on top like, of all that. So. so bad. Yeah, not good. This seems like they are. They're, they're still they're before the rebuild. This is the worst part. Where they're like still hanging on, like no, no, they're, we can do it. They're gonna be so high on the misery index because it's like this snuck up on them. They thought they were still good for. We three mentioned or four Hurdle years. wants out. Hurdle wants oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's bad. Oh no. The Seattle Kraken. I think it's so cute that they made an additions and subtractions graphic for this team. <laughs> they did subtract additions. Their entire team subtractions. Three bums that they didn't want. Uh. I feel like this team isn't going to be amazing, but I feel like it's just good enough to probably make the playoffs in this division. It's great that they're in this division to start, just or like I mean, this division completely, but like as a starting place for them as a franchise because they get to play some of these shitty teams and mm-hmm. they can feel good about themselves and they beat the Ducks or they beat the the Sharks or whoever. You know, I just will have a good. A good feel overall. They're, they'll be able to be in like the middle of their division at very least. So they'll never quite be out of the playoff race, hopefully. Um, so long as you know the central teams don't just go bonkers. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think they've got like a kind of interesting defensive group. And the goalie's, goalie's good. Grubauer and uh, what's his name? Drieger. Yeah. yeah. So I think their blue line, you know, you talk about building out of the back. And I think their blue line is pretty strong. 
for a, a fledgling team. And their goaltending could be elite, depending on how highly you rate Grubauer. A lot of people kind of think he was made by the Avalanche. I don't know if I quite buy that. I think he's pretty good. He's probably mm. not that good, but he's pretty good. And is a great 2B or 1B to have. So um, they're really strong there. I just, do they have enough punch up front to keep up? If Jordan, Jaden Schwartz is like Jaden Schwartz of old, they might. Um, Yanni Gord is your first center, presumably, is is worrying. Um, isn't he injured right now? Or like probably, he did yeah, surgery or I something, so. so he's not even going to start the season. It'd be interesting to see if um, the guy they drafted, Beniers, Matthew Beniers, mm. uh, starts the season with them. But overall, I still think this team's probably going to be fun to watch, and they're not going to be an embarrassment, which I think is the number one good thing about the current expansion draft rules. Even if they don't quite make the playoffs, they won't be like dogging it all season, like terrible teams um can sometimes uh vancouver canucks walk us through it ian bad no uh, <laughs> i think they'll be interesting i think what they had a really shitty season last year they finished seventh in the northern division which was a bottom of that division 23 29 and 4 for 50 points they did not make the playoffs uh my computer's dead uh, they added Ekman Larson. They added oh, Grandland. sorry, I didn't realize that. Grandland, Garland, uh, oh, Garland no, Ekman Larson, right Halak, Luke Shin, and Nate Schmidt, Alex Edler, Braden Holtby, and Jay Beagle all left. So I mean, they dumped a lot of those those nasty contracts that Benning signed, but again, they were all going to expire after this year, anyways. Um, it'll be interesting if Ekman Larson can get back to even like fifty percent of what he was. That'll be a pretty decent deal for them. Um, Garland was a, a blues killer last year, so I, I always think he's really good. I think he'll look good on that team. They still have to figure out what they're going to pay. Pedersen and Hughes over there, I'm, I'm sure they'll get it done, but it's they should be good, right? I mean, my brain says they should be good because they beat us in the first round, and not that we looked all that great, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, if you beat us, we're the reigning Stanley Cup champs. Uh, then you got to be halfway decent. Bo Horvat played amazing against us, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I think if those guys that were superstars for them step up and become superstars again, then they're probably still What's their goaltending? Halak's the backup. Halak and, and Demko, who was really good last year. Huh, okay. I'm I down. think they'll be I'm okay. Down. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll contend. I'm not sure they'll make it. I think it's kind of down to them in Seattle, probably maybe LA mm. for that third Well, spot. I'd love it to be a Vancouver-Seattle race. Oh, baby, that'd be fun. Heat up the rivalry. Hopefully have a couple games at the end of the season, the one to kick off the season, that'd be fun. The Vegas Golden Knights uh, had a very weird offseason, I think. Traded uh, Flurry for nothing and used that money to add Evgeny Dodonov, which... Neat. Makes no sense off a of bad he, wait, season. Wait, was he UFA? They signed him as no, UFA? No, tra- they traded for him. Oh, really? I don't think they gave up much because he was on a bad contract, but they yeah. added a bad contract. Oof. Nolan Patrick's coming in, and which I like. I think he needs a change of scenery, and it could be a good, you know, he could develop as kind of a 3C and maybe develop into more than that. Brett Howden comes in, but they lose Flurry, they lose Reeves, they lose Cody Glass, um, they lose Nick Holden. I, I don't think they're better this year than they were last year yeah. for sure that doesn't mean they're not still contenders because they were very good last year but that 
core is not young and never has been. Um, and they've keep making panic moves to change things and they haven't succeeded yet. And I know everybody says, well, don't count them out in the drag ogle sweepstakes, but it's like literally how at this point could they not be? Out? Oh, it's like, I count them out of the sweepstakes, but at the same time, it's like, man, they really, really need a center and mm-hmm. they just don't have one. Like Chandler Stevenson is their first center, you know, first line center. And that's like not one of those. <laughs> I just, I, 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 they got to do something, and they're turning into the sharks of like the early twenty teens or whatever. Where it's like, mm. oh, so good. They're always so good. Ooh, they made the second round. Ooh, they made the third round. Ooh, ooh. and then they just have a wet fart, and then they're gone. And you're like, oh, can't get it done. It's funny to think that you would label a team that's going to their fifth season as a team that like can't get it done in the playoffs. But they can't. Even, <laughs> Even though they, yeah, even though they made the Stanley Cup final their first season, they get to go deep every time, and it's like, yeah, they just can't get it done. They're a choker team, <laughs> but it's like it's it almost seems sad. like they're increasingly a choker team. Though, yeah, right. Oh no, yeah, it's it's for sure. It's so, for sure happening. Like it's, but it's getting worse each year too. Like the weight is is getting to them how a little they, bit. I know Montreal was pretty good in the playoffs, but how did how did they lose? It's an embarrassment. How did the Kings or the Knights lose to that? It's embar- It's bad. It's bad. That's all I got. God, I really would have liked to see a Knights uh, Lightning final. That would have been yeah. dope. With all that said, Vegas probably first in the Pacific. Oh division, yeah, they'll be fine. So. They'll be great. Uh, Vegas first. I would. I'd say Edmonton second. I oh, really yeah. for this year, next year, maybe the year or two after that. I really like the Hyman edition. It's just the length of the deal and the price tag's too high. But the length, especially, is is worrisome. Um, and then I do think it's one of Seattle, Vancouver, or LA in that final, possibly final playoff spot. Although these teams are all so bad that maybe they make enough points off each other to get four and four, you know? Um, but those are, that's your middle tier. And then Anaheim and Calgary to me are just not contenders at all. And the Sharks. Oh yeah. Calgary is like, I feel like they shouldn't be irrelevant, but they are. They, that team needs a reset bad. Yep. Yep. Probably at the GM level. Uh, and that's all I got. You got anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, no, I don't. I have nothing. No, no more. Check Twitter for breaking news. I don't see oh, any. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, to, I want to say I tweeted out a question to St. Louis, the St. Louis Twitter sphere. But what people thought about Cecil Whitaker's pizza, oh. because my fiance had never had Cecil Whitaker's. She's had Emos before. I prefer Cecil Whitaker's to Emos, so I was mm-hmm. like, let's see if she likes it. Um, and because I've never heard people talk about Cecil Whitaker's outside of like us and like other people we went to high school with, I just didn't know if it was like considered bad by St. Louis on the whole, or if it was good or what. But apparently, uh, I don't know, I'd say about like, of like the 15 or 16 responses I got, I'd say about 80% of them, almost 90% of them were like positive, uh, with people saying they even like it better than emos, and, and I appreciated that, because it made me feel like I was not crazy. Um, yeah. And then we ordered tonight, and the pizza was great, and then, and their cheesy bread was, was like, they put cheese on bread, mm-hmm. but the bread really wasn't all that toasted. It was kind of like <laughs> melted cheese on regular bread. Yeah, that's not good. And then they're... That's not a good bun. <laughs> she doesn't like salad or like olives. Mm-hmm. So they have like a house salad. We've normally gotten those like olives and cheese and all this other stuff on it. Um, 
but we just got a Caesar salad and that is Caesar dressing in a box filled with just like iceberg lettuce. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, this is not, this is, I guess this is a Caesar salad in a way. Um, pizza was still great. Great pizza. Yeah. Besides, I like Cecil's. It's funny because somebody responded that it's too expensive and I realize I only go get it on like the customer appreciation nights where like a large pizza is four bucks mm. or in this economy, probably eight fifty. But I like it a lot as like the cheaper alternative to emos. Yeah. Probably give the edge to emos if I'm just doing like a side by side taste test personally, but like emos is so prohibitively expensive that i never almost never get it um they're up their own ass yeah they definitely like themselves a lot uh but um i, I like cecil's i care i care for cecil's mm-hmm. um me too but yeah which is why this podcast is sponsored by the that's right that's is it delivery right. now it's these nuts <laughs> And with that, folks, uh, let's go get some pizza. Now it's uh, 10.45 p.m. So I mean, people get pizza. That's true. That's pizza That's time, actually baby. pizza time. Now let's go get some pizza. And until then, uh, until next week, we record, hey, uh, Traverse City Prospect Tournament next weekend. I'm going to be up there. Oh, damn. So we'll have to figure out when you and I can record, maybe before then. <laughs> I don't know why this is before, but that's when we'll try to do it. Yeah. And then we'll do the prospect stuff afterwards, and the season will almost be here. God only knows. Tarasenko so. will still be on the horizon. Oh, he's never leaving. He's, yeah. not, he's not effing leaving. Like Leo DiCaprio or whoever in The Wolf of Wall Street, he's not leaving. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks everybody. Uh, have a great day, and good night. Adieu. Baby, 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 baby.